wiggles, not the kind that wiggle tea that you drink, not scribble all together in a cottage she calls day. Cherries and tea with Nanny B. Hello, and welcome to my cottage. I like to call Dave. I'm Nanny B, and some of our listening friends have been asking, what is the B short for? Well, that depends on the day. Yesterday, it was short for Nanny Be Brave, as I abseiled down our church tower. Oh, all for a good cause, of course. Time for a new roof, or was it a blue tooth, or... Anyway, I'm, I'm certain it's something of value. Today, the B stands for Nanny Be Quick, as my neighbor Jules will be here any minute now. Hello? Hello, Nanny Bee. It's Jules from next door. Hello, Jules. It's Nanny Bee from right here. May I join you with a story? Yes, of course, of course. Do come in. Oh, and I hope you have some tea as well. Of course. Today I brought some strawberry and mango tea, as I couldn't decide which one would go best with that new tree you planted. Oh, you're not the only one who's brought something for it. Dylan has called with an acrostic poem for a poet tree. It's tree, a poet tree. Hi, Nanny Bee. My name's Dylan, and I have got a poem for you named Bears. But little frog is scared of bears. Ellie comes and huggles Froggy, and then Froggy croaks happily, races towards the bears, and puts a slug on them. Um, I was six when I when I um wrote this, and now I'm seven, and I'm not in the infant school anymore. I'm in the juniors. Bye. Oh. Thank you, Dylan. What a clever chap you are. Isn't he? And you know, poems are a lot like tea. There are so many different varieties. Speaking of, I'll go pop the kettle on while you tell our listening friends about your story. Today, you'll hear the tale of a boy who never forgets to remember. Are you ready for a story? Oh, yes, please. Okay, then... The Knitted Boy, adapted for radio. This is an ancient tale from a not-so-distant land where everybody speaks, but no one really understands, which is a pity because there lived a boy of wisdom beyond his years. If only one would listen, they might be able to hear. The boy's story starts with a king, as do the stories of all the other boys and girls, birds and bees, buds and trees— You see, this king created the kingdom with his own hands. He's not one of those jack-of-all-trades. No, no, he's a master of everyone. Why he even bothers to invite mere commoners to work with him, I haven't a clue. And how he finds the time to dress each flower, write a song for every bird. That said, his kingdom is nothing short of glorious, absolutely divine. And do those commoners take good care of it? Of course not. Oh, the mess they make. It's like they have no idea how special this kingdom is. 
At least the king doesn't allow them to spoil his castle grounds. No, inside the castle walls is perfection. I mean, you can eat all the marshmallows you want and never rot a tooth. You can have all the puppies you can hold, and they never piddle on your carpet. (sighs) That's what paradise looks like. But this is not where our boy lives. Our boy of wisdom beyond his years lives outside the castle walls with all the other commoners. I say commoners, but the king would not be impressed. He'd adopt them all as royalty if he had his way. I guess it's his prerogative, as he did craft them in the first place. He molds the mother and father from clay and knits their children from yarn, I suppose. It's actually rather sweet. While he's knitting, he whispers life into each one, saying, You are my precious child. The tricky thing is, so many of them forget. But not this boy. Our boy of wisdom beyond his years was given a mother and father who doted on him, constantly reminding him of who he really was. They had waited a decade for his arrival, at one time thinking he'd never come. So when he did, there were fireworks and cake and dancing and more cake. You can never have enough cake. On the day he was christened, his parents took him to the registry office and presented him to the most official officer of the office. What name do you bestow upon this most glorious being, the light of your life, your hope for a better tomorrow? The officer should have said, and maybe he would have if he hadn't been on his feet all day with only a crusty cheese roll and a lack of imagination to keep him going. What he actually said was, Name! The boy's mother looked flustered and said, He he is the adored, the abs... The officer cut her off. Fine, Theodore it is. Next! And blunk, he stamped his official officer book with the name Theodore. This could have been very upsetting for his mother and father, but as that name was said out loud, the little boy seemed to recognize it, like he remembered. Look, my dearest, it's as though he knows his name, and he is the adored Theodore. Soon, Theodore grew into Theo, but he never forgot who he was. One day, he got off the bus and was walking towards the school, well, almost running, actually. He had a way of getting distracted and would often arrive late. The teacher was losing her patience. So as he scuttled, half walking, half running along the pavement, he caught sight of a little bird who'd fallen from her nest. So he found a nearby twig, gently placed it under the bird, and scooped it up and into the tree. There you are. Now you can have another go at that flying business. Theo whispered. Thank you, he thought he heard her cheep. Theo made it to school with seconds to spare, but not many seats. He ended up sitting at the back of the class. Miss McGiven let them sit wherever they liked, so long as they didn't cause mischief. She would walk around so the front wasn't just the front and the back wasn't just the back. A clever woman, this Miss McGiven. She didn't need eyes in the back of her head. She just turned her head around, But she couldn't turn the door around. So in this classroom, the last in was the last out. When the bell rang for break, the class rushed to the door. Theo rushed as best he could with a crowd of other rushers in front of him. But he couldn't help noticing that one boy, the new one, now 
what was his name? What was his name? Oh, Nathan, of course. Nathan, the boy from the other side of the kingdom. Theo stopped. Hey, Nathan, how about a game of tetherball? Nathan said yes. Nathan had no idea what tetherball was, but he liked the thought. The day was almost over, and Theo made his way to the bus. It was raining by now, so even those who usually walked piled in. Fortunately, Theo was the first of the pile and found the last of the seats. The remaining passengers had to stand. One was an elderly gentleman with two bags of shopping, one mangled umbrella, and no sign of a smile. Theo stood up. Would you like a seat? I'm off any minute now. The gentleman sat and nodded. Theo took that as a thank you and hung on to the bar while the bus lunged at every stop. Once, twice, three times, and he was home. The very next day, to Theo's surprise, he was offered an audience with the king. Now the king of this kingdom does make a point of meeting with all his subjects, but they know not when. Once Theo's day came, he wore his best smile and prepared his best speech. So far he had, hello. He was working on the rest when the king spoke up. The adored, the king called him. You are my precious child, and I am so pleased with you. When I had fallen, you lifted me up. When I was lonely, you stood beside me. And when I was weary, you let me rest. Theo was thrilled, then confused. <laughs> as much as I'd like to have your approval, O oh, mighty king of kings, all-knowing, all-seeing, all-being king, when did I lift you up, stand beside you, and let you rest? The king scooped Theo into the palm of his hand. Spoilers, the king is huge. So yeah, the king scooped Theo up, looked right into the very middle bit of his being and said, The adored, each time you did this for another, you did this for me. All of creation is a part of me. Theo smiled his best smile and bowed his best bow. The all-knowing, all-seeing, all-being king smiled back, and he gave Theo a gift. From that day forward, Theo wasn't just the boy with wisdom beyond his years. He was the boy with the keys to all the kingdom, including the castle walls. The end. Why, thank you, Jules, for that beautiful story. You know, I've knitted a scarf and some mittens and even my football jersey. Go, Wolverhampton Wanderers! But I've never knitted a boy. Something for me to try and show you next week if you'll come back again with more tales and tea. Of course I'll be here next week. Go to nannybee.com. Go there to find out more, including how you can be on the show like Dylan. Go on and leave a message for Nanny Bee and you might be on the show. This has been a Toby Hall production for nannybee.com.